Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a high school basketball recruit working on making your college choice? Today, we pull back the curtain with a young man who's going through that very process. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I am your host today, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for joining us on today's episode. As I said, we are joined by a high school basketball recruit today talking about three Ps, the process, the player, and the person. Let's get right into it. It is great to be joined on Locked On College Basketball today by Ty Davis, who is a high school recruit in the class of 2024, just finishing off his junior year of high school, very thick in the process of the recruitment process, trying to figure all that out. And so really excited uh, today to be able to talk to somebody who's going through this, because I know many of you out there just have no idea what the process is like of being a high school athlete and preparing to go play basketball in college. And so, Ty, it's so great to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Would you just do a little bit of introduction? Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to high school, what position you play, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on here, first of all. Um, and I go to Mountain Brook High School in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm a uh, combo guard. point. I play the point, and I play off the ball a little bit. Um, I'm six five, so it's kind of a taller guard, taller <laughs> taller person for a guard position. So that kind of use that to my advantage a little bit, but just have been enjoying the recruiting process and all that. That's great, and that's exactly where we're going to start. Ty is talking about the process of this recruitment, and so you know you you go through this whole thing and you're picking up offers and you get into these summers and that's where a lot of the recognition starts to happen and i know it was a happy cinco de mayo for you a couple weeks ago receiving an offer from northwestern always great to get those high major schools interest in you i know that has to be an honor for you i know that chicago is way different than alabama yeah. and so just take us inside what is the emotion of receiving a scholarship offer from a high major school? And how did that actually go down? Yeah. So it was, it's always a dream of mine to play power five, play division one basketball in general, but power sure. five, nonetheless. Um, and Northwestern is a big 10 school. And I, what we, me and my dad love watching the big 10 and just watching those teams compete every year. And, you know, when they offered me on Cinco de Mayo, I just, I couldn't be more blessed. Couldn't thank God enough because it's pretty much all I've worked for. Um, obviously I've had some previous offers before that, but it just felt like some weight was lifted off my shoulders getting a big time power five offer because they were second in the big 10 this year. So it wasn't like their last or like a back back uh, team in it. They were a really good team and they were made the tournament. They won the first round this year. So just, from when Coach Collins offered me, I just could not have been more blessed. And that's great. Yes, we recently learned Boo Booey's coming back yeah. to school next year for Northwestern. As you said, just made their second ever NCAA tournament and obviously a highly prestigious academic school as well. And so, Ty, man, congrats. That's so cool. So uh, how did Coach Collins – like, uh, I know a lot of people are like, man, how, how does this actually happen? So how did Coach Collins actually make the offer to you? So – so um, we played in Rock Hill a couple weeks ago, and Coach Battle, one of the assistants, was there uh, watching. 
And last year, actually, in Chicago, uh, one of the other assistants from Northwestern watched me play, and so I kind of got on their radar then. And so then slowly over time, they've been recruiting me. And then Coach Battle called me, um, I guess, the night before Cinco de Mayo and just kind of introduced himself. And Because I talked to the other coach, but haven't talked to Coach Battle. Gotcha. And which is real, which is actually Bowie Bowie's brother. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So it's, he was really great to talk to. And then Coach Collins called me Friday, uh, the day of Cinco de Mayo, and actually offered me over the phone, just kind of took me into their process and how I'm a top priority for them and want to get me on campus. We haven't set up a visit at all yet, but just. Definitely want to do that soon and just kind of just expressed how he liked my game. And then obviously that's just kind of how it went. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And we know you're just coming off that visit up to Oregon last week, man. You're just kind of heading all over the country, Ty. You love to see it. Now, I know this recruiting process in these kind of ways that we just talked about is so fun. And, and as you said, the fulfillment of lifelong dreams. But I mean, there's also obviously some parts of the process that are, are just difficult to go through. If you could change one thing about the recruiting process, what would it be? Um, there's, I mean, the cr- process is pretty crazy just with how, <laughs> how much, how time consuming it is. Um, but I was talking to one of my teammates uh, this week about it. He's actually, he plays on my AAU team, but we were talking about how we were in Phoenix for our we have two live live periods in the spring and we were in Phoenix for one Rock Hill for the other and the the live periods when the coaches come out and they watch us play and then they'll kind of reach out after that or if they're recruiting you they come to most of your games and all that so we went from Phoenix on a Thursday we flew in Phoenix Thursday we played Friday Saturday Sunday we flew out Monday going back home we went to Tuesday, Wednesday of school, and then we had to drive to Rock Hill Thursday to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I would change this part of the recruiting of when you play in front of the colleges, maybe give like a week in between or two weeks mm-hmm. in between so you can kind of get your body back on you before you have to go out and perform in front of them again because you want to be your best at your best and also at your best health yeah. when you're playing. You don't want to be run down. So I would change that. That was probably the main thing I would change. I love that. Give your body an opportunity to catch up, maybe even give you a time to connect with some of those coaches that have been to see you and kind of get ready for that next round of action. I love that, Ty. That's a great answer. Now, for yourself, as you think about your commitment, I I know you're still, you know, you still got your senior year ahead of you. You still have this summer, but have you started thinking about like, what is this going to look like for me? What, What kind of a timeline of when you'd ultimately like to commit? You know, I would say definitely before the early signing period, which is, I think, November, maybe late September. I'm not sure the actual date. Um, But between June and then the early signing period, probably probably this summer. This summer, I would – closer to the end, maybe August, I would probably uh, make my decision, I think. All right, so you'd like to get it done before you really get too far into that senior year, take that weight off you, and be finished. Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I know the answer to this question is going to be different for every student athlete, for every recruit. But when you look, when you're thinking about the various schools that are interested in you and that have offered you, what will be some of the key factors in where you choose to ultimately go to school? Um, 
I usually the coach when coaches at call and ask me the same exact question, I say these are the three main important things to me is number one is a good academic school, school that can go get a good degree. And just because you're only going to play for four, and then if you go play professionally, I mean, not very long, you're going to be working the rest of your life. So you want to get somewhere you can get a good degree. And then secondly, great coaches that care about you because obviously you're going to be playing for them every day and they're going to have your uh, playing best interest for them because they they are watching you, they're investing in you, but you don't want it to be the fake investment to where whenever you go there, they're not – um, they don't have your best interest in their hands. So that's also my second thing. And then my third is just great teammates, you know, being able to form bonds with your teammates that are going to last a lifetime because like my dad and some mentors tell me that your college friends and then obviously your teammates are going to be people that are in your wedding and then people that you talk to the rest of your life. So, well, your dad and your other mentors are very <laughs> wise people because I would say that the same has been very true for me. Thanks, Ty, for that answer. That's great. So you're looking at academics, a coaching staff who is personally and honestly invested in your life, and then who's going to be with you, the dudes that will be your friends and confidants for the rest of your life. That makes a lot of sense to me. Now, Ty, like, uh, just two more questions about the process, and then we're going to go into you, the player. As you think about the average college basketball fan, because, again, we're trying to pull back the curtain a little bit and say, Ty, take us inside what it's like to go through this. What is something about the recruiting process that the average college basketball fan may not know that you think would be an interesting thing for them to know? So, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say it never stops. The recruiting process never stops. So you're – I – the coaches can start talking to you June 15th going your junior year. Um, since that day, there has not been a day a coach has not called. or It's nonstop. So I'll get out of practice some nights to have like four or five voicemails from coaches. Like, holy cow, I got to – so it, it is, it's pretty – it's not – I wouldn't say it's stressful because obviously it's a blessing, but it, it can be stressful at times dealing with that, dealing with school, dealing with your family, your friends, all at the same time. But – I would just say that for people that don't kind of know what's going on with it, it's, it's a nonstop business and obviously they're going to, they're getting paid to do it. So they need, they need to get the guys in there that they want. And so they're always focused on it. And so then you have to kind of just see if they're real, if they're not, and just play it by ear and just, I I would say just, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just crazy how, how, how much they talk to you and the things that each coach says to you is just wild. So, but it being nonstop is definitely the most thing. Man, that I I get overwhelmed if I've got one voicemail once a week in my inbox. So brother, uh, kudos to you for handling all that so well. Now we're going to talk more about you and your dad and how basketball works into your family here in a little bit. But one thing that folks need to know is that your dad played college basketball at Samford University there in the Birmingham area. We were talking earlier. We've got a fun uh, connection there because a buddy of mine is actually two friends of mine actually are professors in the sports administration program. And so some neat ties to Samford, a great school. But because of that, do you feel any level of pressure to pick Samford yourself as you go through this process? So a little bit, but not for that reason. Mm. I would say um, Coach uh, Bucky McMillan was at our uh, high school 
at Mountain Brook. And so my dad's coached with him for a while before um, taking the uh, – before he took the Sanford job and my dad took the Mountain Brook job. Yeah. Um, so Coach Bucky is – I've known him for a long time. And so that's more of the pressure side of that <laughs> um, rather than my dad playing there, but being coach Bucky, I've had great conversations about it. And it's really been like, if, if it's a perfect fit, if like talking about other schools, if they're perfect fits, like he's not gonna, he's not gonna bash me for going to school that he think like, which is like a kid's dream to go to ultimately. Um, so that would be more of the pressure side than my dad playing there, but that, that's kind of what it is. I love that. I, I really appreciate that from him as a coach. It's like, man, loves you, would love to have you, but ultimately yeah. wants to support you in whatever's going to be the best fit exactly. for you. And I, man, that just, that speaks so much to me about who he is mm-hmm. as a coach. Thanks for sharing that insight, Ty. Well, we want to continue talking about Ty. We've talked about the process. Next, we want to get into the player. We're going to do that in just a second. Right after I tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Bird Dogs. As we move into summer and into short season, I just got a couple pairs of Bird Dogs for myself for the first time. Usually I'm like, man, whatever about shorts. I don't really care that much about them if I'm being honest with you. But I legitimately look forward to the days when I'm going to be wearing bird dog shorts. I love the way they fit and I feel great wearing them. They've got like stretchy fabric and it's so comfortable, much more so than my other shorts or pants. I also love it because bird dogs works in all sorts of environments. I could wear them to work and off to a party and then maybe on a date with my wife. Also, they're super practical for me. It gets so hot in this room that I'm recording in that the comfortable liner helps me feel cooler and allows me to focus more on what I'm doing. So if you want to feel the same, go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. You can't pass that up. Check out our brand new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Thanks again for making Locked on College Basketball your first listen every day. Hey, you everydayers, don't forget that next week coming up on the show, obviously we are getting into this period where we've had the NBA draft combine and so lots of conversations surrounding that. Who's coming back to school? Who's staying in the draft? We'll have it all for you in the coming weeks. We're talking today with Ty Davis, who is a high school basketball recruit in Alabama. We've just talked about the process of recruiting, and now we want to talk about his game. So we go from the process to the player. Earlier, Ty, we talked about where you go to high school, and you mentioned your AAU team. Would you tell us uh, the name of your team and and where everyone comes from? Yeah, so I play for uh, Pro One. It's a uh, basketball club out of Huntsville, Alabama. That's where like our coaches are from, and it's kind of where we're based out of. Um, but we have three kids from Birmingham. We've got three kids from Huntsville or four kids from Huntsville, actually. And we have a couple kids from Atlanta. And then last year we had a kid from Florida on our team. So it's just kind of all over the Southeast. Love it. That's great. So you mentioned that you earlier are a tall guard, six, five. And I mean, that, that is obviously even tall for college, but even already at the high school level. And you talked about using that to your advantage. How exactly do you go about doing that? How do you use your height to uh, be in a big advantage for you? Well, first of all, usually whenever um, you're matched up on people, 
other teams put guards on guards. So usually I have the height advantage on the other guard. And I'll, so I will throw it to – I'll kind of clear the paint out a little bit. I'll throw it to our uh, big man, and then I'll go seal my guy in the post, get it thrown in because so, I can use my passing ability to pass out because I can see over the guy or I can finish over him. Um, but also just being able to guard using my length on the little guards that I am guarding uh, helps as well. And being able to guard multiple positions. Uh, a lot of the coaches who are recruiting me have said that being versatile is a great asset to have. And so 6-5 is a point guard. You can guard the 1-2 and sometimes the 3, So, which that helps as well. So, Yeah, man, everyone values that defensive switchability in this day and age. And I love you talking about being able to post guys up as a guard. I mean, that is a, such a valuable commodity. And so uh, it's just always interesting to see how you can play your strengths to your advantage. Now, Ty, we're ta- you talked some there about more of the passing side of things. But, dude, you are a sniper with some absolute range. Folks, you should go check out some of Ty's highlights. This dude is pulling from all over the gym. What what has given you the ability to hit from that deep, and what gives you the confidence to pull the trigger from out there? Um, I think both the same answer for both questions. The ability um, is just practicing every day. Every day, wake up in the morning, practice before school, practice during my free period, practice after school, practice. Um, just shooting so many shots a day, so many shots a week gives me the ability, and then that also gives me the confidence to be able to shoot them in the games. Well, it goes in, my friend. <laughs> Keep it up. I love to see it. Now, you you talked about as a combo guard, you feel um, you, you kind of love running the point. You love being the two. And I know most combo guards, it's like more one direction or the other. Would you feel uh, – would you call yourself more I lean towards being a shooting guard or more I lean towards being a point guard? Um, for myself, I, I would use to answer this question differently. I used to say I would lean to being a shooting guard, but now – I've played point guard on my high school team for two years straight. I've been the point guard on my – I played up. I played up at AAU last year, and then I'm playing, obviously, my age this year. Um, but I've been the point guard both years as well. So I'd say now leaning more towards being the point guard. Interesting. So would you say then that at this point you're more comfortable with the ball in your hand than working off ball? Correct. I would. I definitely like the ball in my hands more than off ball. Man, I know if I was a coach, I would certainly covet a 6'5 guard who wants the ball in his hand and can pull from anywhere. That's great stuff. What, uh, like, as you think about your game and your capability, what type of offense uh, would you most feel like you would play in best? Uh, fast, Faster paced offenses. So schools that like to push the pace, um, obviously – I went on an Oregon visit a couple weeks ago. They like to play fast. Uh, <laughs> other teams like Sanford plays very fast. Um, Northwestern plays fast. So a lot of schools like that um, who – because my high school team plays fast. So just it would be a lot easier to transfer into a program that plays fast. Yeah, man, that's great. Well, I know that you're you're never a finished product. You're always working on your game. Ty, at this point, let's have a little bit of self-reflection. What would you say is the biggest hole in your basketball game right now? What do you still need to work on to really reach your ceiling? I would say uh, two things, really. One is my mid-range game. I've (laughs) always been able to finish around the rim and obviously shoot uh, threes. But I have have always shot floaters as well, but I've never really – 
shot mid range because our motto at our school is layups or free throws, layups, threes. So just because the analytics and <laughs> I was stuff. gonna say that's the analytics yeah. of basketball, my friend. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but like obviously, when you get to the college level, the with the big seven footers in there, you got to be able to pull up. Um, so I've been working on that a lot, and then also it comes with time, but just getting stronger in the weight room as well. Um, because I grew so quickly that it's harder to keep up, but just grow, um, gaining weight and getting stronger and quicker in the weight room. You just mentioned it. Did you have a big growth spurt at some point in high school? Uh, I just have grown a couple inches per year, which, and I never really stopped. So I (laughs) kept going and going, but it was never really a massive growth spurt. Nice. Yeah, man. Stay in the weight room. Let's get some meat on those bones. For sure. For sure. Now, we talked earlier about your dad and playing at Stanford and or excuse me, at Samford, uh, two very different schools um, <laughs> in different parts of the country. Um, but now, as you referenced, he is at your high school. What is it like to play for the man that rules your house? So this up my, my senior year will be my fifth year playing for him. So <laughs> I've, I played JV for him my eighth grade year. Then he took over my ninth grade year. So I played ninth, tenth, and then obviously this year as well. Um uh it's been it's been great though. We have some we have our days some days <laughs> kind of butt heads a little bit, but other like I would say ninety nine percent of the time it's it's awesome and we we have a great time doing it. Yeah, that's great. You'll love to hear that uh, about just a special relationship between two men who love this game and how they get to share that together. I hope that is something that you have a big opportunity to cherish one last go round with Pops this upcoming year, man. That's awesome. Well, we have talked about Ty Davis and the process. We've talked about Ty Davis, the player. And in our last segment, we're going to talk about Ty Davis, the person in our off the court segment. Because that's the most important thing is who is Ty Davis. We'll do that in just a second. All right, we are back on Locked on College Basketball, joined today by Ty Davis, a class of 2024 high school basketball recruit. And we now are just wanting to get off the court a little bit. Who is this dude as he sits in his living room or doing other stuff when he's not playing basketball? And so, Ty, just very generally, who is Ty Davis away from basketball? Yeah, so I am a family man, so I love hanging out with my family. I love hanging out with my friends. I'm very personable, so I like talking to people. Um, I always like hanging out with my teammates outside of practice. I like hanging out with my brother. I have two siblings, my brother and a sister, so I hang out with them a lot. Um, and then, obviously, I love hanging out with my dad, to watching basketball with my dad. And my mom played basketball at Sanford as well. Oh, nice. So I love watching. She she's always wants to rebound for me and all that, so I love hanging out with my mom as well. Yes, man, that's great. And we were just coming off of Mother's Day, so I hope that you celebrated her well last weekend for sure. That's great. Well, like, here's one of the truths of things is pulling back the curtain again. You are still finishing off your high school year. I know we're already getting going with summer basketball stuff, but you literally came to this interview from an AP test. How, you know, you, you talked like your first thing you're looking for is the academics of the institution. You are a true student athlete. How do you try to strike that balance between those two words? How do you continue to be a student at a high level? And how do you continue to work at being an athlete as well at a high level? Yeah. So I would say I, I like to work, get my basketball workouts in. I try to do tw- two, two a day. Um, but I like to, I like to work out in the mornings. If I get one in the mornings, then I'll, 
obviously have time in the afternoon to balance my my uh, home life, but also my studies as well. And so the main thing for me is just putting my phone up because I know that I'll have coaches texting or calling and just other people texting and calling as well. So if I put my phone up, put it on do not disturb, get like 30 minutes straight, I'm going to do it for 30, 30 minutes straight, my homework, lock in on that. Then I'll give five to 10 minutes of just responding to people. Then 30 more minutes and I should be good for the night. So really just, just if I am, if I control myself and control what I'm doing, then I'll be good. That sounds to me like it's a discipline that just about the rest of the world should probably engage in <laughs> as well. Uh, what do you know? Putting this thing down yeah, for a little sure. bit of time for could sure. be a good discipline. So uh, thank you for that example, Ty. I need to practice that in my own <laughs> life. I love to hear it. Now, we are wrapping up your junior year. You've got this last year of AAU basketball ahead of you, but I want to look ahead a little bit beyond that to ask, man, this senior year you got ahead of you. It's just one of those special moments in life. It's going to fly by. As you said earlier, hopefully by that point you will have already chosen your college, which is kind of crazy to think about. But what are you looking ahead to in your senior year? Um, I would say just – taking it day by day and not trying to rush the moments by because obviously time goes by like that anyway. So um, just taking it day by day and just getting through, cause it's the last, last year I'm going to be at home with my family. Um, so just not wishing it goodbye and just really taking the time and enjoying every day, making, maybe making bonds and friendships with people that I haven't before and just really just being, a good person around the house because obviously I'm going to be gone. So I won't have those memories to, or I won't be able to make those memories anymore with my family. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to rely on them. Yeah. That's exactly. a great point. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, as someone who has been through that, let me encourage you to do exactly what you just said. Hang on to every one of those moments uh, because they will be cherished memories for the rest of your life. Ty Davis, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to hopefully talking with you again through this process because it's so interesting. Uh, and I know a lot of people are curious about what it's like. So from us at Locked On College Basketball, thank you so much for your time. Folks, for you, thanks so much for joining us on today's episode of Locked On College Basketball. Thanks for joining us this week on Locked On College Basketball. We got much more great content coming ahead again next week. If you would, hop on Apple uh, podcast go give us a review five stars and great comments don't forget to subscribe smash the like button and leave some comments love for you to go follow ty on twitter at ty davis underscore three give him some love thank him for coming on the show today as always apologies to the lawyer family go wildcats and until next week peace <laughs>